Well, good morning, folks. Vision Sunday once again. Where has the last 12 months gone? Thanks, Chris. So the vision for this year, for 2019, is a year of community. As you see there, I've spelt community with a capital U uh, in the middle. So community and also unity. In, uh, in what we want to do this year, you'll see on the side there, we want to reach out, we want to gather in, we want to involve, we want to have a common thread, we want to include people, we want to have fellowship, and we want to connect. I'm going to read through this sheet this morning and also I've got a short message that will follow and starting here on page two participating in mission is investing in the future we apply scripture we learn we grow we relate with believers we create history with God In turn, God invests in us and we invest in the future of God's kingdom, the future of our own lives and the future of Wattle City Church. As we come together this Vision Sunday, open up your hearts to the possibility of investing and growing into and with our church community more than ever. God has a plan for Wattle City Church And it is unfolding, folks, before your very eyes. Allow God to mould and shape you. Allow him to take what you have and he'll expand it and give it back to you, enhanced and magnified, so that you can can be made ready to invest in the future of Wattle City Church. Last year we had a year of expansion. And as I look back over the last 12 months, I see growth in many areas. I've seen growth in individuals as they have reached out, taken steps of faith and deepened their walk. I've also seen growth corporately as a body as we've reached out and worked together on various projects like nursing home ministries, conferences, etc., We've also seen growth numerically and, and also addition of our African Family Fellowship as an outreach ministry. We have expanded both physically and spiritually. There's a quote there from Proverbs 29:18, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. So we need to have a vision or the church will fail. To move forward as a church, we must have a vision. Our vision statement has not changed since 2000 and nor does it need to be changed. 
The vision statement is a list of our values. Values are important because they serve to describe us and show us what and who we are. A reminder of our values are that we worship, we disciple, we are good stewards, we have good fellowship, we evangelise and we witness, teach and care. And all this leads to mission, which is really the application of ministry, and ministry is the application of biblical knowledge married with spiritual giftings, or if you like, ministry is the expression of our Christianity. When vision and ministry are applied to us as a church, we also have as we also as individuals hang on when vision and ministry are applied to us as a church and also as individuals we see the church growing which leads to christian maturity and a deepening of our relationship with god 2019 will be a defining year for our church as we move forward sorry as we move with god to places known and unknown accepting his vision and fulfilling his mission and based upon his values. So this is what follows is our vision statement, which as I said before has remained unchanged since the year 2000 when I came here. So the things that we like to do here at Waddle City Church is one, worship. We will worship God and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. We also like to discipleship or disciple. We will model discipleship by living out the teachings of Jesus Christ individually and collectively. Number three is stewardship. We will be honest with the Lord in giving through regular and systematic surrender of time, talent, tithes and offerings. So stewardship is not just about money but it's, it's using what we have, even giving our time. And if we only gave one-tenth of our time to God, that would be a bit less than two and a half hours a day, and it's just not enough, is it? <laughs> you can't be a Christian on two and a half hours a day. Uh, number four is fellowship. Our church in uh, environment will... Pro- Promote love, peace, joy, unity, support and edification. Uh, Next we have evangelism and witness. We will obey the teaching of Jesus to go to with zeal and a sense of urgency. Teaching. We will equip disciples of all ages by creating and sustaining a dynamic environment for learning and spiritual development. And last of all, caring. We will build up the body of Christ and each other by displaying love and concern for the needs of all disciples and humankind. The vision statements of Waddle City Church have always revolved around missions and 2019 would be no exception to that. As mentioned previously, mission... No, sorry, ministry is the outworking of mission. 
Our missions fall into three areas, local, national and international. At this stage, we have local and international missions planned for this year. On the international scene, Dennis, Helen and I are off to Kenya on the 9th of June. This will be a two-month mission involving workshops, revival meetings, Sunday church meetings, orphanages and schools. These meetings require various aspects of ministry to make them function. We will pray, counsel, prophesy, preach, teach, lay hands, deliver, build up, encourage, disciple, anoint, etc. As we go on our mission, please uphold us in prayer. On the local scene, missions is divided into two areas. First is the actual mission and secondary, the areas of supporting missions. So we have a number of existing missions as well as some possibilities of new missions opening up to us. Existing missions are Havilar Park Lodge Heath House along with our Ladies Conference, African Family Service and Christian Bikers Conference. These missions will continue in 2019. Samaritan's Purse, yes it is, thanks Chris. We also have missions which we support. Actually Samaritan's Purse comes into the next area. We also have missions that we support, Bible League and Samaritan's Purse. These missions are not ours, but we support them because they are worthy missions that sow into the Kingdom of God. Along with these two support missions, we partake in the Relay for Life, which we, which we raise money for cancer research. This is a community-based mission of which we are proud to participate in, as it is a worthy cause where there is potential for lives to be saved and also the community to get to see Wattle City Church in action outside of the church walls. <clears throat> Wally and Leona Grant who are from the Swan Hill CRC, are on a three-year volunteer mission to run the Bethel Bible College Centre in Port Moresby, PNG. As a church, we have decided to pledge $50 per month for their three-year term. Yes, we are a small church and a growing church, but also a vibrant and close-knit family who are passionate about making... Excuse me making a difference to the world through ministry and mission. As this year unfolds, be encouraged to use your giftings to facilitate a great sense of community as we make a difference in this world by the power of God which he has invested in us. So folks, that's our our vision for the year and um, even as we look back to last year, as we mentioned in that little talk, that we have well and truly fulfilled our vision for last year. <clears throat> and that's really good. And every year since 2000, we've fulfilled our mission. And this is really good. It's a great thing. And I think it's important to have a mission before us that is 
achievable. Um, Every football coach in the league has a dream of winning the premiership, but only one will win. But every church, every God-fearing church, has a dream of fulfilling their mission. And every church can, because we're not competing against each other like a football league. In fact, our competition is the devil. He competes with us, he brings temptation, and therefore we're faced with choices to make. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But God is not above forgiveness and he's the God of the second chance. So even if you fail, it's not the end of the day, it's not the end of the road. I'd like you to open your Bibles to First Peter. Um, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Our vision for 2019 is one that will see us as a church who reaches out, who gathers in, a church that involves others with the common thread that we have, a church that shows togetherness and includes a church of fellowship and connection. This is a church of community. Jesus gave us more than himself. In fact, he gave us each other. He commanded us not only to love God, but to love one another. Holy communion, which we share every Sunday, is more than just our communion with God. It is also our communion with each other. For we together are the body of Christ. The bread, the body of Christ. Each a different member of that body. When the first Christians came to faith, this is soon after Christ's uh, resurrection and ascension, when the first Christians came to faith in Christ, they immediately discovered a new sense of community. The Holy Spirit not only converted their hearts to God through Christ, but also turned them toward one another in Christ. The New Testament knows nothing of a solitary Christian, Christianity. And it's true, the New Testament knows nothing of solitary Christianity. And yet I know so many Christians that don't go to church because they've been hurt by the church or hurt by other Christians. So they stay home on Sunday, watch Jimmy Swaggart and have a cup of tea. Folks, that's not fellowship. Yes, you can learn a few things, you can gain a bit of knowledge, but it's not fellowship. You can't go to the TV evangelist 
and get him to lay hands on you and pray for you, for your sickness. Yes, you can get some good teaching and be careful who you watch, but there is no substitute for meeting together as a church. When we come together, we discover a new sense of community. The Holy Spirit not only converted their hearts to God through Christ, and this I'm talking about the early Christians, but also turned them towards one another in Christ. And the New Testament knows nothing of solitary Christianity, which I've mentioned. The Scriptures refuse to believe that there could be such a thing as an unchurched Christian. You don't find it in Scripture. You don't find unchurched Christians in Scripture. Every believer mentioned in Scripture is churched. Even in the Old Testament, every believer of God attends the temple. They go to the priest. And that's why we need to meet together on Sundays and through the week because we are one faith and one fellowship. On our own, we are a singularity. But together, folks, we are a community. We are a community of believers who exist to invite others to join with us and to join with Christ. Listen again to Peter's words and notice that when he says you in that passage, he's not talking to individuals, but he's talking to believers who are joined to one another in a new experience of community. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. He's not talking to individuals. Peter is talking to a church, the church, the church which we are a part of. God is building a temple, folks. The old temple was built out of stones, but the new temple is built out of living stones. Yeah? Living stones. There's a reference there to Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. We are privileged, folks, to be a part of God's temple. We are built on Jesus Christ, who is the, which stone is Jesus? The cornerstone. Yes, the cornerstone. And when the cornerstone is set square, true and plumb, then the building, what will the building be? It'll be okay, won't it? I just didn't know what I should say. But it'll be good. And the building will also be true, square and plumb. Yeah. Folks, I guess the sad news is that Jesus is rejected by people. And that's happened, you know, even before Noah's Ark, wasn't it? Even with Adam and Eve's children, one of them rejected God. Didn't take long, did it? 
in their stupidity, selfish, amateurish, blueprints for life, insignificant, short-sighted people can find no place for their creator and redeemer. Just like there was no room for Jesus in the inn, there is also no place for him in the plan of their lives. But it is not man's opinion, folks, that counts. In God's sight, the Lord Jesus is chosen and precious. He's chosen not only as a suitable stone, but as the indispensable one. And by his value to God, sorry, and his value to God is immeasurable. And Jesus is precious, folks, beyond computation. The spiritual house is built up of all believers in Christ. And it is the same as the church. The church has this in common with the temple of the Old Testament, that it is the dwelling place of God on earth. The church today is contrasted with the temple, a physical, tangible building made up of beautiful but lifeless, perishable materials. The church is a structure built of living stones. Under the Mosaic law, or the law of Moses, those who were priests were forbidden to approach the presence of God. Only the high priest could do that on one day of the year, Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. Following the precisely ordained procedure outlined for the event by the Lord. We celebrated atonement today when we took our communion, didn't we? We celebrated the atonement of Christ, the fact that he has atoned for our sin. We don't need to kill goats and bulls and, and pour blood. The Lamb of God was slain and his blood flowed once for all. In the New Covenant, all believers are priests. It's true, folks. Read Hebrews somewhere, chapter 2, I think. In the New Covenant, all believers are priests with instant access to the throne of God, day or night, 24-7, eight days a week. In contrast to the animal, bird and meal offerings of the Mosaic Law, the spiritual sacrifices of the New Testament of the New Testament priests are, and if you could bring that last slide up, please, Chris, the presentation of the body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is an act of spiritual worship. So see at the, the heading, folks, the spiritual sacrifices of the New Testament priest are, we are... New Testament priests. So we have a spiritual sacrifice to make, not an animal sacrifice. So the first one, 
the presentation of the body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is an act of spiritual worship. Number two, a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Imagine you're using a hammer and it comes down hard upon the thumbnail. Okay, all sorts of things come to mind, but will they be the fruit of our lips giving thanks in his name? Okay. The Bible also says somewhere in Peter, I think, that swearing is a no-no. Just thought I'd work that one in. Number three, the sacrifice of good works. Don't forget to do good. This sacrifice is pleasing to God. You do good for someone, you feel good, and it makes God happy. And I like to be the kind of a person that makes God happy. I hope you are that kind of person also. The sacrifice of possessions. Folks, don't forget to share. This sacrifice is also pleasing to the Lord. And I love our luncheons every month and we have one today. And what do we do? We all bring and share, don't we? Yes, we do. And I've had pot plants given to me by church folk at various times. Lovely to share and receive a pot plant. I've not handed any back because I'm not so good with the pot plants. They sort of go brown after a while. (laughs) Yeah. These sacrifices, folks, are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus Christ, our mediator, that we can approach God in the first place and it is only he who can make our offerings acceptable to God. Let me wrap it up, folks. As strangers whose citizenship is heaven, and wouldn't it be cool to have heaven stamped on your passport (laughs) you know Solomon Islands Nigeria, Kenya and I went to New Zealand they didn't even give me a stamp I was shattered you have to pay for it you have to ask they had had death along the way along the walk and you pay two dollars and they give you a stamp really wow and when we went there in, in in the airport we didn't even see a single person. You whack your passport in a machine, goes zip, zip, and it spits out a thing for your luggage and gives you a board and pass. Wow. Didn't even talk to anyone. Alrighty. As strangers whose citizenship is heaven, we are carefully watched by the world, folks. They're looking. We must live to glorify God. It may be difficult today, but it will be worth it when Jesus comes. Holy living should be our goal, not merely because God commands it, but also because holy living is our true identity. That's who we are and that's what we're about. We are about living holy lives. Like I said before, temptation comes, 
we have a decision to make. Yes or no? Okay? Depending on your decision will determine whether you're living a holy life or not. It's that simple. It might be a tough decision, but it's a simple concept. In Christ, we are no longer citizens of a sinful world, but the people of God is who we are. We are people on a journey in this world and on our way to our true home, which is heaven. Okay? We don't know when we're going. We don't know when we're going. And we all want to get there. But when the doctor says you've got so much time, we go, I'm not ready to go yet. I don't want to go. But yet we do want to get there. But we do want to make it our final resting place. And that's good. We are the living stones that make up the church. We are the holy priesthood who offer up our spiritual sacrifices. Folks, we are a Christ-centred community. And I pray that God will add his blessing to this word today and to our vision statement. As we move through 2019... We'll refer back to our vision statement occasionally just to make sure we're on track. And I just want to pray a big God bless you to all of the people that make up Wattle City Church. We are on a journey. Boxing Day this year... I will have been in Maryborough 20 years. We will celebrate. We moved our furniture here in Boxing Day 1999 and I preached my first message in the first Sunday of January 2000. It's when my ministry began here. So Boxing Day is 20 years. We'll celebrate, folks good and proper. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, for who you are and how you have impacted our lives. I pray, Lord, by our actions, we can also impact your life with the fruit of the Spirit, with using our gifts, with participating in ministry and mission. I pray, Lord, you'll lead us far or even short distances, Lord. We pray you'll take what we have, multiply it, expand it, and let us use it for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' wonderful, blessed name. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app, and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.